Hey there, Jason Brown here. And before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know about our two-day live stocks and options trading event. This event is taking place June 24th, June 25th in Metro Detroit, Michigan. This event, we're going to be breaking down fundamentals and how to have fun researching stocks. We're going to dive into primary and secondary indicators and walk you through the best technicals to make sure you time your entries and your exits. We're going to be talking about options, how to generate six figures from the stock market, and a whole lot more. There's going to be some networking where you get to connect with other six, seven figure and other entrepreneurs and traders in the room. We also have some really cool, fun activities plans so that we can get outside of the classroom setting and bond and connect and have some fun with each other. So if you're interested in checking out our two-day live event, we only have about 10 tickets or less left. We are almost sold out. So visit powertradesuniversity.com forward slash event. That's power trades t-r-a-d-e-s university.com forward slash event to learn more about the two-day event and grab your ticket and we'll see you in june do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. What's up, family? Jason Brown here, and I want to have a real conversation today. And I want to talk about the problem that we as black people face, especially when we reach an iconic threshold such as a millionaire. And so I just want to break some of these down, get some stuff off my chest and really just enlighten people to what we go through. I'm also going to share with you at the end why I'm wearing the five year millionaire trader shirt and talk to you about the movement that I'm starting with respect to helping people ideally become or start their journey to become a millionaire, hopefully within five years. So let me talk about problem number one. And this is from my personal experience. So I'm not speaking for the entire culture, but um, there are some aspects that I believe other uh, black individuals experience. So problem number one is, you know, we finally get to a point Uh, where we make some money, you hit millionaire status, you become a millionaire, you're able to afford some really nice things. And I noticed that in our circle, sometimes we're afraid to talk about money because we are afraid that our friends, that our family who are not maybe doing as well financially may come and ask us for some money. Or there's this kind of burden that's put on you that's like, since you're doing well, Uh, you should be able to loan me some money or be able to help me out. And one of the issues with that is 
it's a lot of hard work to, and sometimes it's just smart work. It's not always hard, but it's a combination of hard work, smart work, and figuring it out to get to the million. And what I found is once you kind of hit that level, I thought like having a million dollars or having a net worth million or a combination of both, which I've hit, uh, I thought that was like the holy grail. It's not till you get there till you realize you're one lawsuit away, you're one car accident away, you're one event away from not really having it all. And that's not to live in fear or anything, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that you don't necessarily get there and feel like, oh, I just got all this money that I could just donate to everybody and help everybody out uh, because you really just kind of cross that line. And, and now it's time to build generational wealth, long-term wealth. It may be time to take some calculated risk and some things to see if you can get to five to 10 million. And so it's not always just like, oh, he's a millionaire. This person has it. They can help us out. They can give us some money. But when you're like, look, I ain't, I don't got it. I ain't got it right now. Sometimes you can get looked at with the side eye. Like, look at the car you drive or look at the watch you wear. It's like, yes, I rewarded myself with some simple luxuries to keep me motivated on this journey. But that doesn't mean I just got Scrooge McDuck money where I'm just swimming in money in my living room that I can just loan out and give out to either random people or family members. Problem number two, uh, being a black millionaire is that, you know, we're excited about being a millionaire. We came from slavery. We came from, you know, all kind of trials and tribulations as black people. So to overcome what we have come overcame, which is redlining from the government, discrimination from the government, discrimination from other races, starting from, you know, not having land, not having property, not being taught how to read, not being able to go to school, not even being able to drink from the same water fountains. You best believe we get excited when we hit a million dollar mark coming from the poverty and the the chains and the restrictions that we've come from. But then what happens is here's the problem. We, we get excited about that. And now we want to talk about it. And when we talk about it, excuse us if it now seems, I shouldn't say if it comes off as bragging, other people put their limitations on us and it's like, they're always bragging. He's always talking about money or, or showing wealth. And it's like, no, we're just excited that we're finally here. We're finally on the level playing field or we're finally on the field making this kind of money and it still ain't level. And so it's funny how like when we get to talk about money, or at least I did, again, this is my experience as a black millionaire. When I talk about money, sometimes there's the side comments. It's like, oh, they bragging or all they talk about is money and stuff like that. But it's like, no, we just excited to be here. We just excited that we finally are at a level in a place in life that we only saw other races and wasn't sure if it was quite possible for us because number one, it used to be illegal for us to get that type of money. It used to be illegal for us to have our own land, our own property. We were considered the property. So yes, we talking about it. We fired up, we pumped, we excited. Problem number three. Now this one, this one, this one's unique. 
I call this dual racism. Okay, uh, it, 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 dual racism is from black people to black people and from other races to black people. And let me give you a couple examples. I'll give you a couple of examples of the dual racism. When I tell people I'm a stock trader and I show up just in a T-shirt because I'm black and in a T-shirt, it's like, do he really trade stocks where he really make his money at? And so it's like, but if I was white and I showed up with like a blazer on, it'd be like, oh, he a stock trader. It'd be almost instant credibility amongst another black person or amongst another race. But when you black and you don't want to wear a suit coat or you just want to wear a T-shirt and you say you're a stock trader. It's like, do you really trade stocks? Do you really know what you're doing? And so it comes off as if it's a color thing, because that's the only difference that I can see sometimes from other people who haven't proven themselves in this industry or done anything other than be a different race and wear a suit coat. Here's another example. I pull up at the gas station, local gas station. I pull up in the Rolls Royce, get out and get some gas. And uh, anyone who knows me knows my license plate say I invest. I got that license plate for a reason. Soon as I get out the car, a couple of uh, they were either Arabic or Chaldean. They were non-black and they didn't mean any harm. But I'm talking to my best friend on the phone. I get out and uh, they're like, can we see the car? Oh, that's a nice car. I'm like, yeah, check it out. Literally, one of the guys asked me, what do you play? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> what do I play? And my boy on the phone, he like, man, that's racist. And I'm like, look, I don't play nothing. L- read the plates. I invest. And I'm like, oh, what do you invest in? And stuff like that. But that's what I'm talking about with that dual racism. It's like black man jumping out of a Rolls Royce has to either rap or play sports. Like, didn't ask me, like, what do you invest in, right? Couldn't be because you either have to rap or play sports. Now, I told my best friend, I'm like, look, I ain't take it personal. I kind of take it as a compliment that we are finally able to drive uh, the things that used to be reserved for only rappers and for basketball players. We're able to wear the, the, the Rolex watches that used to only be reserved for drug dealers or basketball players. Or, or people uh, in those industries. But I did want to bring it up. It's a problem. I call it dual racism, right? You get it from the black side, where it's like, do you really trade stocks? What do you really do? And then you get it from other races, like, what do you play? Like, as if we can only play basketball and rap, you know? But I ain't tripping. That's why I'm out here like, okay, I'm going to be more vocal about being a millionaire, how I did it, and about helping more people, which is why we're creating this movement, five-year millionaire, and we got trade around it. We don't play basketball. We don't rap. We don't sell dope. We trade stocks and options. We own business businesses as well. Let's talk about problem number four. Problem number four is this one is the most ironic to me because I've had success in the stock market. I recorded videos of making $100,000 in one day. And in anything in life, when you have some success and you're passionate and you're excited about it, people say, find a way to work in your passion. People say, find a way to do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. When it comes to the stock market, I'm like, I love it. I've had some success. I continue to have some success. Why don't I teach it? Why don't I build a business around it? If I can work in any industry, why don't I work as my own stock market coach and help people? 
And then people, here's the problem though. People have this attitude of, if you're so successful, then why do you teach the stock market? And I'm thinking, is this even a real question? Like, who do you want to teach you about the stock market? Somebody who's unsuccessful? Like, to me, that's the most dumbest question in the world. If you're so successful, why are you teaching? Uh, You just answered the question. Because I'm having some success is why I'm teaching and I'm excited to help other people have some success. So it's just it's just an ignorant question, in my opinion. If you're so successful, then why are you teaching? OK, how about I become unsuccessful and teach? Will you sign up for me to teach you then? Is that what you really want? And so it's just it's just a ridiculous issue or problem that I see in this industry is that when you know something, you're passionate and you have some success, why wouldn't the next step be to teach and share and help people? And of course, I built another seven-figure business around teaching my passion. Why wouldn't I do that? It's kind of like LeBron James leaving the NBA and starting a basketball camp. You'd be like, if you're successful, why are you starting a basketball camp? It's like, because he wants to help. He wants to give back. Or put a different way, you don't go to the coach and say, if you're so good at basketball, why aren't you out there dunking the ball? It's like, what what are you talking about? We go to school and we pay teachers. We go in debt to pay teachers who have never had success in a field to teach us something. We go to school, go in debt and learn marketing from a teacher who's never marketed. We learn business from a teacher who's never been in business and we sign up for that all day and go in debt for it and then get excited when they give us a piece of paper because we learn from somebody who actually never did anything in the industry that they teach in us but read a book but then when someone has done something in that industry had some success come to teach we get questioned if you're so successful why are you teaching oh that okay that one probably burns me up the most. That is the one that just like, ugh, I just want to flick people to bird when they ask me that um, or they type it on social media, these keyboard warriors. All right. Let's talk about problem number five. Problem number five is kind of the opposite of problem number four. You become successful and then you like, all right, fine. I'm not going to teach nobody. Then you get accused of not reaching back or in my hood, they say you forgot where you came from. Oh, you too good for us now. You too good to share with us how it all works now that you didn't figure it out. So it's like, okay, when I try to teach it, it's like, if you're so successful, why are you teaching? Then if I don't teach it, it's like, oh, you too good for us now. You bougie. You didn't move on. You didn't graduate. You forgot to reach back and help somebody else. It's like, oh, really? 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 <laughs> <laughs> or you try to reach back and help people and everybody expect you to do it for free, right? Everybody expect you to do it for free, which that's a whole nother issue. But the point is, if you don't help people for free, you stuck up. If you don't help people at all, you forgot where you came from. It's like, no, I remember every day where I came from. That is why I'm working so hard to never go back to a house with bars on the window and people still in our cars and our cars sitting on bricks and we scared to leave our windows open because we don't want people to see our TV because we're afraid they might steal it. No, I remember exactly where I came from. Thank you very much. Problem 
number six. And this is our, uh, our, our, our final problem. And, and I'm going to share with you what I think is the solution. But problem number six is when you say you're a millionaire or you made X amount of dollars in this game, in this industry, like when you black, there's this burden of proof. Like show me some receipts or like post all of your trading statements or like show your last 10 years of tax returns. It's like, where does it stop? I've recorded myself making $100,000 in the day several times. And they'd be like, well, show us the full year. You show them that. You'd be like, well, show us last year. You'd be like, there is no amount of proof that is going to help you believe that this is true. The only issue is that I'm young, I'm black, and I ain't wearing a suit. Because no other place. Do we go to Warren? I don't even want to bring Mr. Buffett into this. But in other races, all they got to do is wear a suit and a tie and say they work on Wall Street and they just get the credit of being a millionaire or being successful or knowing what they talk about. Or they say, I went to that school and got a degree. You just assume they a successful, made money, know what they're talking about. When you black and you do it, you got to prove, you got to prove, and then you got to prove again. And then after that, you got to prove for the last 10 years. And after that, they be like, bet you can't do it for 10 more years. So you always trying to prove yourself when you black and you're a millionaire, especially in the stock market. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know, so as I think about this, this is why I created this movement called Five Year Millionaire. There's a book out by Rachel Rodriguez. She's also a social media influencer. But one of the things that really touched me, her book is called We Should All Be Millionaires. And I thought, she right. We should all be millionaires. I mean, it'd be so cool if all my friends were millionaires. Can you imagine the parties we would throw, the places we would visit, the foods that we would eat and not worry about who's picking up the tab? But then I took it a step further and said, yeah, we should all be millionaires, but how? And so I'm trying to help people the best way that I know how to become a millionaire and to get in that club. And for me, that is the stock market. It's one of the only places where you don't have to have a great business idea, but you can come along and put money with the people who do have a good business idea. It's one of the only places you don't have to be good at managing people. You can come and invest in the companies that already have great leadership and great managers in place and know how to manage their people. It's one of the only places where you don't have to figure out how to build the next iPhone, chat GPT bot, or anything like that. You can just come along and invest with the companies and the people who do know how to do that. And you can come along for the ride and become a millionaire. See, becoming a millionaire, I found out, is a formula. And the formula that most people subscribe to is work your job, which is nothing wrong with that. I worked a job. I still have a job. My job is to serve our members, our community, our traders that have invested in our program. But most people's millionaire formula is, oh, if you put, you know, $200 every paycheck away into your 401k and at the end of 40 years, maybe by the time you're 59 or 60, if you start while you're 20, maybe you'll become a millionaire. And I said, man, I don't, I don't want to be a millionaire when I'm 60. I mean, I do, but I want to be a millionaire in my thirties, forties and my fifties. And I want to enjoy it along the way. And so I reverse engineered the formula. 
And I said, okay, how do we do this in a shorter time frame? And what I found is that you can start with literally less than $5,000. And if you earn a certain percentage, which I break down in the program every month, what you can do with call and put options, when you know how to do it, you literally can become a millionaire in five years. Or as I like to say, you become a millionaire in about the same time that it takes to get a college degree, but without the debt. And so I am fired up. I am on a movement. I am creating a movement to help people break free of the shackles of the slavery of the slavery of their mindset of what they've been taught and what they believe uh, to be true to get to a million. Because, you know, I look at once I finally hit a million I'm thinking like our ancestors used to walk behind the cars. We used to drive our slave master around. Now we able to buy some of the best horses and carriages. We able to buy the Rolls Royces, the Ferraris. And you think I heard I heard someone say it like this before. We I am living my ancestors wildest dreams. Can you imagine my ancestors on a slave farm, on a slave ship, or some some of us, you know, got hung from trees, all kind of crazy stuff. Can you imagine they looked at each other and said, one day we'll be millionaires. Someone in our family line will be millionaires. One day we'll own our own house. We'll know how to read. Not only will we know how to read, we'll know how to invest in the stock market at a time when you couldn't read, you couldn't invest, you couldn't own your own land and property. I am living my ancestors' wildest dreams, and you think I'm not going to scream from the mountaintops that I got something good over here? I figured it out. I cracked the code. I learned the formula. Oh, you best believe I am. I'm about to get even louder every video, every podcast, because we not going to stop until we help other people become five-year millionaires. And whether they do it in five years, six years, seven, eight, nine, ten, my goal is to be the launching pad and the jumping off point for more people to become millionaires. So as I wrap this up, um, depending on when you listen to this episode, swing on over to fiveyearmillionaire.com. That's the word, fiveyearmillionaire.com, so you can learn more about the movement. And I just want you to be aware of these six problems that us as black millionaires go through. And if you listen to this and you a black millionaire or a business owner or entrepreneur, if I forgot one or you got some experience that you went through that uh, I didn't talk about, let's have a conversation in the comments, on the post, on the blog, or wherever you're listening to this. Thanks for tapping in with me. Go to fiveyearmillionaire.com, join the movement, and share this episode with somebody who absolutely needs to hear it. I'll see you on the next one.